Immigration's always been an issue that inflames passions. We're going to hopefully get a lot of people coming in, and they're all going to come in legally. Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Roads Lead Here, a project documenting immigration stories, activism, resources, and immigration law. I'm your host, Daniel Roque, and I'm here joined by my guest, Zuzia Stuhl. I hope I said that right. Yeah, it's Zuzia, but no one can say that, so that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. You know, I love uh, interviewing new people, so I'm glad you were able to come on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So why don't we get started? Uh, Tell me how old you are and where are you from? I'm 25 years old, and originally I'm from Leszno, Poland, and right now I'm currently I'm living in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm. Madison, yeah, we met in Madison. Yeah. <laughs> a nice town. So what was life like for you back home? Uh, in Poland? I, well, I moved to the U.S. when I was six years old, so I... I was born in Poland and lived there until I was six. Um, and I actually, I really liked living in Poland. I uh, I lived in a pretty small apartment with my grandparents and my parents. So there was five of us living in an apartment in the city. And that's pretty typical for a Polish family to have like multiple generations in one apartment. And, and if you live in the city, especially um, most people live in like smaller size apartments because it's pretty crowded. Um, but I, I did really like it. My parents, uh, they were getting their education in a bigger city. So they took the train uh, to a bigger city for like about two hours every day. So I was mostly raised by my grandma. And before my grandpa retired, he was a businessman. He also traveled to the bigger city. Uh, so I would spend most of my days with my grandma. And yeah, those were some of the, the best days of my life, I would say, being spending a lot of time with her and and. Yeah, I really miss miss living in Poland, for sure. That's cute. Do you have any uh, specific memories with your grandma that you'd like to share with us? Um, I have lots. I, she she wanted to, always wanted to make sure that I know how to cook. <laughs> so she always got me involved in the kitchen, even when I was little. Um, I would always uh, help making, with making the pierogi, which is like the Polish dumpling. So I'd always... Uh, she would ask me to help like close the dumplings up and um, yeah, she was, I was always playing with her in the kitchen and it's a lot of fun. And you speak Polish, right? Yes. Yes. It was my first language or it is my first language. And when I came here, I didn't speak any English. I only knew like three words of English because I took English classes in preschool in Poland. So I, I had some knowledge of English, but not enough to, um, actually have a full conversation so it was a pretty big culture shock when I when I came to the U.S. just knowing like three words in English. Wow yeah going off of that like do you have any moments where like that culture shock like really stuck out to you or like you have any memories of like your first experiences here in the U.S.? Yeah um, so I started kindergarten here so I basically just started school with everyone else but uh, I just completely didn't know what was going on. Um, I didn't speak any English, and I mostly like communicated with pointing to things or um, 
It, yeah, it was very difficult. I had to, I was taken out of class every day uh, to go to ESL, English Second Language, I think it was called. And that's where I would have like these private lessons on English. Um, and uh, yeah, it was difficult to make friends for sure when you can't speak the same language. But uh, my parents were actually considering going back to Poland after six months because I refused to I refused to say anything. I was so embarrassed to talk because I felt like I might have had an accent or something. And yeah, I was very self-conscious back then. And um, it was it was difficult. Sure. What made your parents uh, want to come in the first place? Um, my mom, she she's a cancer scientist and um, she just she was always very international. Um, she did study abroad in high school uh, in the U.S. and she also did her Ph.D. in Finland. So she was always kind of looking at different countries to expand her career and um, find more opportunity in the cancer research field. So so that's where um, that kind of started. And she applied to the U.S. because she really liked the U.S. when she was doing study abroad here um, in high school. And then I think she got an offer in Sweden and um, the U.S. So she had a choice between going to Sweden or the U.S. And I think my parents decided on going to the U.S. for um, to pursue her um, job opportunities. So yeah, she got a job offer from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in the cancer research department. And that's how it all started because oh, of my wow. mom. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom brought everyone over. Yes. Yes. My dad didn't have a job for a while. Um, he was, he's actually a structural engineer. So he had a master's in engineering and um, the U in the U S that, um, that degree wasn't honored because he was missing some literature credits or something like that and so he had to take extra classes to to have his master's that he did in Poland honored here so at first he began working in construction uh, as a construction worker building houses and things like that so but for a long time when we first came here he couldn't find a job at all so it was just my mom working so those were probably the more difficult times when we first came here and, like, do you remember how you felt when, like, you found out that you were coming to the U.S.? Yes, I remember. Um, I remember in preschool, actually, uh, the the preschool director came in and told my teacher that um, I'm going to the U.S. And I remember the, them talking in the corner, and and then the teacher pointed to me, and I just remember, like, realizing that this was actually happening. And then I remember my... Um, my grandma talking to me about this, um, telling me that I'm going to be moving and to a different country. And so it was, I didn't really understand much at, at the time. I was like five or six years old. So um, I just knew I was going on a trip or some kind of fun adventure. And I didn't know for how long we were going either. So, but I, I do remember people around me kind of talking like, oh, she's, she's going to the U.S., <laughs> So, yeah. Do you have any, uh, like, memories of that adventure, like traveling or getting on a plane, going somewhere? Yeah. So I, I've been on a plane before. Uh, like I said before, my mom did her PhD in Finland. So we, we traveled when I was, like, four years old. We went 
kept traveling back and forth to Finland, which wasn't that long of a flight. So I, I was used to the plane, but this was going to the U.S. was my first like very long flight. Um, it was about eight or nine hours from Poland to Germany, from Poland to the U.S. So uh, I just remember my ears hurting. <laughs> I don't know when I was younger, I, I did not like traveling on the plane. And then, yeah, I remember arriving in the U.S. I haven't seen my mom uh, for about two months at that point. She left before us to kind of just set up uh, set up the apartment and uh, just get everything ready for us, my, my dad and me to come. And, yeah, I, I remember greeting her at the airport and just taking a, a bus, uh, like the coach bus back from Chicago to, to Madison. I've always felt that, like, uh, as immigrants, like, especially when you come when you're very young, it's hard to adjust. I think maybe, I'm not going to say harder than people who come when they're older, but it's like you have two identities, right? Yes. You have, like, one when you're younger, like, you have, like, your identity from back home, and then you have this, like, new identity you sort of have to, like, adopt. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely found that I had to kind of switch between my my Polish identity and and just fitting in you know into the classroom and and just fitting and fitting in and having friends here and just kind of shifting between the two cultural cultural differences and yeah for sure it was it was difficult but I think when you when you're younger you might kind of um, adjust better maybe but it might get a little bit more difficult when you as you immigrate when you're old older or I don't know <laughs> I don't know how that experience might be for I, I think I was lucky that I came here when I was younger just because it it helped me kind of um, adapt faster maybe but yeah I mean I could totally see that I mean uh, yeah like I was saying before I feel like for some immigrants like that adaptation is just it's you know, it's harder but uh did you ever feel like you were signaled, singled out or did you have any problems adapting or like did anybody ever like give you problems for not adapting fast enough or anything like that? Um, not when I originally came here. I don't know. If, um, I think there were some kids that didn't like that I was unable to speak English to them. So they kind of, I remember there was one girl in kindergarten who would kind of just, um, take advantage of the fact that I didn't uh, speak English and would like copy my homework or something. And, you know, like she would do things that she knew I wouldn't be able to defend myself to the teacher or like she would get me in trouble or something like that. Um, and she knew that I wouldn't be able to like defend myself. But other than that, I think, I think I'm just really lucky because Madison is a very diverse community and my elementary school had a lot of immigrants. So I was I was very lucky because the teachers were just kind of used to working with more international children. And we had uh, things like international shows and international fashion shows um, and, and restaurant week at my elementary school. So I really felt like I wasn't the only one. So like for restaurant week, everyone would cook their traditional um, traditional meals from their homeland. And we would have like kind of um, like set up stations where everyone kind of in the gym goes around and um, 
tries everyone's uh, national dishes and we also had the international show where everyone uh, showed off their uh, traditional clothing from their home country or did like performances like traditional dances and things like that so I was just very lucky because the Madison community was just very accepting of immigrants that's because the the university like has a they get immigrants from all over the world to like work there Yeah, all my best friends when I was growing up here in Madison, they were all from different countries, and I, I loved it. You know, like I didn't feel like I was I was alone at all. Is there a, a big Polish community in Madison or no? I would say it's it's there, but it's not very big. There's um, it's growing, but it's not as big as Chicago. I know Chicago is like the second biggest Polish city, um, but there are some. Uh, people here from Poland and also I mean it's it's big enough for there to be a, a Polish major at UW-Madison which is very unique and one of the reasons why I decided to go um, to UW-Madison because I, I didn't want to forget my native language or my culture so I I took advantage of that major uh, opportunity and in, in at UW. One thing I kind of uh noticed while I was studying with you in school was that uh, the university like doesn't have it's not that diverse like there's not that much uh, diversity among different groups of people so how did you how did you deal with that coming from like such a diverse high school yeah for sure immigrants to one where it's not like that yeah I definitely noticed that Um, especially like my elementary school middle school high school they were super diverse and then, um, and then going to university, it was much different. I think um, I, I definitely stayed in touch with my my friends from high school um, to deal with it. Like, and to make new friends here, I would probably say that I made a lot of new friends in my Polish major because we all had a similar culture and we all kind of stuck together um, in my Polish major, and. Yeah, I, I kind of also am the kind of person who kind of just, I'm more shy on the shy side and keep to myself. So, um, yeah, and I also was able to live at home uh, for college. So uh, I think I was already kind of more isolated than than more people are uh, from the university. I just basically just go to class and then come back home. So um, I just kind of maintained my friend group from high school and. Um, so, yeah, I imagine that if someone uh, had to go to college and have to live in Madison and kind of, you know, from a different city, then it would be much more difficult. But I was lucky enough to just live in the same city I grew up in, basically, to go to college. So it wasn't that big of a change. What do you think factored into your decision to to live at home while you were in school? Was it just convenience or was was there like another reason? Yes, convenience, and also I think it's part of my culture where um, if you're lucky enough to go to the college in the same city where you grew up, and or maybe you know some people might not like that, but I did. I de- there's definitely like a part of my culture is to live with your your family or your parents until you're able to be financially independent and kind of go off on your, your own. 
And I, I thought it was just very nice to stay with my parents and um, have them kind of for support and emotional support and just uh, while I'm in college. So it definitely took the stress away for me. And also it was, I think it was a good financial decision. It was like, I didn't feel like I wanted to spend money on a rent when I could live at home for free. And I feel like I could focus here better. And um, I just mostly to save money and just be around my parents uh, for support would probably be the two biggest factors. That makes sense. I mean, uh, yeah, especially since uh, your parents seem like they struggled so much to to provide for you. It seems, it makes sense that you'd want to at least, you know, uh, have them in consideration when you're planning your future out or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So speaking about future, like what are your goals for the future? Uh, My goals, well, right now I'm in in law school. Um, I still don't know what kind of law I want to do. It kind of depends on the job market as well. I was interested in immigration law just because of my story. Uh, so I'm planning to take a class on that before I graduate and definitely considering it as an option. And yeah, right now I'm actually going to school in, in Birmingham, Alabama. So I feel like going back to your earlier question about adapting, um, I didn't feel like I had to adapt as much when I first came here to Madison as I have to adapt now living as an immigrant in Birmingham, just because there's like no diversity at all over there. And especially in the the, the school I go to. So I feel like now I'm, I'm kind of feeling that struggle uh, more than I did before when I moved to Madison in Birmingham. So, yeah. So yeah, especially since when you moved to Madison, you had that whole immigrant community yeah, to, like, fall yeah. back on. Over What's there, the, yeah. No, yeah, there's no, um, very little, um, not very many immigrants at all in Birmingham. So does that, like, uh, does that pose, like, new challenges to you in terms of, like, finding out what you want to do or, like, dealing like with the situation daily or how do you how do you go about like being there uh there's definitely a lot of more uncomfortable situations um i know i'm only i think one of two maybe immigrants in my my law school so that's very very different than before and i feel more self-conscious when i'm speaking polish with my parents in public i feel like i get a lot more like looks and Um, especially in stores, I feel like people are a little bit more suspicious of us or like just kind of not feeling as comfortable when I'm speaking a different language. Um, Not maybe that, not, I don't know if they're, um, they're just uncomfortable with it. I don't know if they have any like um, negative thoughts about me, but I know they're just like not comfortable hearing different languages as much as they are in, in Madison. And also I kind of, Sometimes I worry for my parents when they they speak with um, accents. So I feel like I've noticed that maybe they're treated a little bit differently um, based on that in Birmingham. Whereas here when they went to work, they were surrounded with more people that were from other countries and they didn't stand out as much as they do in, in Birmingham. So I sometimes worry about like how people perceive them when they, when they are speaking with accents, I I worry about their um, just how, 
they're treated and things like that. Has there ever been like any specific situations in in which like those fears have like come true? Um, there haven't been. Um, it, nothing has ever gone further than like maybe people giving us like a weird look. Um, but luckily, no one's ever said anything yet. But it's just kind of a fear I have, just based on like the, um, just how I observe the people's reactions to my parents speaking with an accent. Uh, but no one has said anything explicitly or directly. It's something that I think a lot of people, uh, when they talk about like xenophobia or racism in the United States, they don't understand that a lot of it. And even not a lot of it, but even the amount that can make someone uncomfortable is it doesn't have to be said. Just a feeling of you not feeling welcome is enough to have it be xenophobic or racist or anything like that. Yeah. And it's, 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 uh, it's telling that you experience that too, because like by all accounts, I look at you and I think, oh, she's like from far away, you don't look like a stereotypical you know, immigrant, what somebody thinks of as an immigrant. But you having a slight accent or your parents having a slight accent is enough to make you an other in the eyes of people who may hold negative views of immigrants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely recognize that I, I have white privilege just based on being from uh, Europe. And I, I do look white, um, but I have faced some struggles, especially like um, on resumes with my like having a foreign name or um or maybe a slight accent. So I, I do, I still experience some of those negative, um, negative things that come with being an immigrant. Um, I know it's been very hard for me sometimes to uh, find a job. I think it's a lot of it was because of having a green card before. Uh, I think people didn't really know what a green card was. So they assumed that I have to be sponsored or something like that. So I felt like it was very difficult to to get a job, um, especially with my, my name. I, I had the option of changing my name uh, when I was applying for citizenship to legally change it, but I kind of I just chose to, to stick with my, my name because that's, that's who I am. It would be weird to, for me, it would be weird to, you know, change my name just to fit in uh, into, you know, society standards here or have my name be more easily pronounced or something like that. I just, I felt like it was more worth it just to keep my, my, my name that I was born with. Yeah. It's super noble. I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel pressure to, to change part of themselves to appease the majority or others. But if you end up doing that, you never do appease anybody. You just lose who you are. Yeah. And I know a lot of times I, um, just for to make things easier for people recently I've been I started using my middle name which is Maria so when I when I put in an order for food or something I just use my um, or go to Starbucks or something I just say my name is Maria just to make things easier for people but yeah I haven't officially or legally changed my name or anything like that so even if I had the option to I wouldn't I know you've uh, mentioned that you've had struggles like throughout the immigration process, like applying for jobs or, you know, people maybe not being as receptive to you since you are an immigrant. Do you have any like recommendations or do you have any ideas of ways that you would change uh, one aspect about immigration in this country to make it easier for people like you? 
I think we have to start with education, like educating people about um, different cultures and um, and definitely this is like very political, but I think the current administration um, is creating a lot of negative uh, feelings towards immigrants and a lot of um, just stereotypes. And um, I think we need to start with um, just electing new people into office and um, that don't make policies that go against immigration or make lives harder for immigrants uh, would be one thing. And I'm sorry, what was the, the rest of your question? Like how would you, um, uh, like something that you would change, like specifically, like other than policy, like maybe an attitude or a cultural aspect that leads to like a negative view of immigrants? Yeah, so I think, uh, like I mentioned before, my elementary school did a lot of like international um, shows and things. Uh I think we need to see that maybe on a larger scale, just like celebrating other cultures, educating people about other cultures and, you know, just showing everyone that we're all, we're all the same. We're all human. We all live on one planet. We all have to get along. Um, and just, we might have cultural differences, but that's why we need to explore other cultures. We need to educate ourselves on other cultures. I, I for example, love learning about, um, different countries and different cultures i love trying food from different countries and and learning more and i think that really opens you up and to just see that everyone we're all the same so and that yeah yeah, that gets rid of negative attitudes for sure if we just educate more people about um and and celebrate different cultures yeah yeah i think celebration of different cultures is is really good because it's much it's much easier to exploit like irrational like fears or uh, inspire anger towards a group of people if you don't know anything about them. Yeah. Right. If you know about a group of people and you know and you met some people from that community, you could still maybe feel negatively about them, but it's much harder to do if you know them than if you don't. Yeah, for sure. And I have a uh, one final question for you. Okay. If you could give one piece of advice to someone about to immigrate or maybe someone who is new to this country, what would it be? Oh, I would for sure tell them to never forget who you are um, and be proud of who you are because there were a lot of times where I I felt like I kind of need to forget about my Polish side or my Polish uh, um, culture just to like fit in more with um, American culture. But I would say don't forget where you came from and just be proud of it be proud of your culture and um and i think you have to kind of find that balance between um just kind of shifting between uh american culture and your culture but you have to still be be proud um, of who you are so that would be my advice thank you very much well with all that being said i want to thank you for sharing your story Uh, that's all the time we have And to our audience, remember, we're all immigrants from somewhere. Thank you. Thank you.